0: You're now listening to
1: Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Tone Mob Podcast. You know, this thing's been going a long time. It's been going a while now, and it is astounding to me that I still get to do this. So thank you, because the very fact that you clicked on this and decided that, hey, this is how I want to spend a little time, that is mind-blowing to me. Thank you so much for that, and that helps me immensely. And if you listen to the whole thing, that helps me even more. I can't believe... I can't believe it. I can't believe what this podcast has led me to, and that includes this conversation right here. I can't believe that for the second time, I'm sitting down with Aaron, and we are recording it. This is... (laughs) this is absurd. That's not to mention all the other conversations we had off the camera. But this podcast is 100% the reason that these things happen. So Aaron is a brilliant guitarist and musician, and he's just such a cool dude. He is the guy behind the project Intervals, which if you haven't heard before, please go check that out immediately. And once you've done that, you'll probably want to listen to his first appearance on this podcast. Yes, this is his second time. And then into this episode, which is pretty fun. It's really, really fun. But there is a bit of a disclaimer on this one. I am a dum-dum, and I am not used to orchestrating multiple mics in a podcast setting. And, well, you'll hear it in the uh, first 10 minutes or so. I screwed up and like wasn't recording myself, but I could hear myself. It was a, It was a whole thing. I won't go into all the details. It's It's seriously just me being dumb and in a different environment than I'm used to. But I figured it out about 10 to 15 minutes into the episode, and we talk about it. We don't try to hide things on this show. You know, I'll let you know what's going on. Anyway, it's going to sound a little bit weird in the first 10 to 15 minutes, and it's going to be just beautiful audio quality after that. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, a bit of a disclaimer here. And also, this was a Gear Fest episode, which we talk about as we get into it. So, big shout out to Sweetwater for hosting this and making this happen. And yeah, let's get into it. I'm blabbing enough. Let's do it. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff. Occasionally, sometimes, I'm your host Blake Weiland, and with me today, I have returning at Gearfest. Yes, Aaron Marshall.
0: Very nice. Thanks for having me,
1: dude. Good to see you. This is a first in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't usually do video. I have been doing them here. New, but so that's new. Uh, I've never done podcasts in this nice of a room. Rare. You know, that's pretty new. Uh, we've never done it in person first time. Yeah. And, uh, this is the first time that we're like debuting a guitar on here. Yeah. That we're actually going to hear and play.
0: Yeah. Kind of. Yeah.
1: Dude, yes. This is so cool. Very nice. So I appreciate we, it. We dug into your backstory on the last episode. And if people want to know more about that, they can go listen to that. Yeah. You know?
0: We chatted for a while.
1: We did. We really, we really went there. We really did it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> exists in the ether. You can go listen to it. Maybe yep. pause, go do that, come back.
1: Yes, yeah. That's a good move. If you've never if you've never heard of it, either of us, you probably should do that. Yeah, right? probably. Yeah. Probably. But uh, since we're just going to assume that those watching this are in the loop.
0: Did their homework.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what we have going on here today.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm at Gear Fest because um, I have guitars that are coming out with Schecter. So-
1: sick looking yeah
0: really nice um, so I've been working on this for a little while um, I received the prototypes um, like second day of my headliner last year um, in November and since then uh, I've been able to tour them twice now we just finished up a tour with Animals as Leaders in April Nice. and um, yeah basically these were an idea that now exist in real life, which is cool. <laughs> Specs Everything in an email, yep. and then here we are. So um, I don't have the 7 with me, but there's two models. There's a 6 and a 7. Um, so this is AM6, and it's the first of uh, numerous guitars that I'll be doing with Schachter. But we started with uh, sort of... I was tasked with, you know, like... Mm, what's it, what's it going to be if you have you know these limitations so it's like let's do an import model let's start there and if we're if we're going to max out on specs for a guitar in this price point you know how far can we take it that's basically the assignment right, so right um this is what we've achieved which is to um basically create a yeah like a workhorse six and a workhorse seven that are uh, minimalistic in terms of the amount of materials on the instrument but we wanted to make sure that some of the um more important aspects of the instrument were addressed and um you know really rugged and and you know roadworthy so to speak so um basically what you're looking at is a basswood body with a wenge neck I love a, that neck super nice it's really so, good really cozy and it feels really played the minute you get it also gets better with time because it's slightly porous mm-hmm. so it'll um absorb your hand yes pause um <laughs> And it uh, really feels like yours yeah you know so um, wenge neck ebony fingerboard, basswood body, carbon fiber reinforced neck so I'm I am typically used to like a, a roasted maple neck or something like that that has that sort of torrified stability of being baked or mm-hmm. you know kiln treated so um, Wenge hasn't let me down in the past it is quite stable, but for insurance purposes we've we've put some carbon fiber in there. Jumbo stainless frets. Mm-hmm. Um, no imitation hardware. This is a real Japanese Goto 510 Trem. Really that's nice. That's why it felt nice. Yes. Um, this is not, there's no compromise here. You mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on the Trem. It has to keep the instrument in tune. I think it's pretty important. So, um, Also real hip shot tuners, um, which are conveniently placed next to my signature in the band's logo, Ooh. which is cool. So, um, Schecter USA custom shop pickups designed by me. Um, which I have not actually uttered the name of yet, uh, and I I'm due to do it in uh, in about ninety minutes or so. So I'll do it here first. Okay. Um. So we have um, what we're calling the solstice bridge pickup and equinox neck pickup. Ah, very cool. So, um, basically, I you know, had some requirements for what I'd like to do for pickups for this guitar. And we wanted to make sure that, again, just like with the hardware, there's a theme here, which is it's an Indonesian built instrument to maintain a particular price point, but to also make sure that certain appointments are met Mm -hmm. and we deliver on some really core aspects of the instrument, all the things that you make the most contact with that you need reliability from. So um, we've got uh, what I wouldn't consider to be a high output bridge pickup at all, which I think is, you know, uh, maybe a curveball for some people, but I use a, a range of sounds, and there's lots of different ways to drive an amp totally. and, to, and to get there in the end, and it doesn't have to start at the front of the chain with a really hot bridge pickup. So it's not cold by any means, but it's around 12k Alnico four, and we're just south of 9k on the neck pickup Alnico five. Mm-hmm. So the idea was to have you know like a broad mid range. Voice in the bridge that's really tight, and really delivers, and feels really gratifying to play, and then a neck pickup that you know kind of has a little bit of cluck and quack on the transient that's almost single coil ish, but yeah. still you know fat and liquidy like you would get from a neck pickup. And as a result, with the mismatch magnets, the four and the five, you get really nice split sounds. And uh yeah, that's you know effectively what's gone on here. It's just you know three materials: basswood, ebony. Wenge and some really nice pickups, some quality hardware, you know, bolt on design. We're not reinventing the wheel. This is an ex- pre existing silhouette. However, first for Schechter would be vintage reverse headstock with no string tree. So you got a little tilt back mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm. and get that reverse six in line vibe. So yeah, really happy with it. That's the instrument. The seven is the same guitar with one inch of additional scale length, so mm-hmm. 26.5 20, and um, fixed hip shot bridge no trum on that i am um, just never found it necessary in seven string stuff
1: yeah
0: I get a little more st- a little bit more stability that way and um, just a different finish and both guitars uh, both guitars come with lumen lay oh as well nice. we really we really went in mm-hmm. um, and yeah they're at a deadly price point so there's more stuff coming but these rock and if you're you know Looking for a versatile guitar that can hang and do a lot of stuff. Like that was the whole mo with this. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's that's what we're doing.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So for those that uh, don't know, what's the lumen lay?
0: Oh, lumen lay are glowing side dots. Yep, yeah, um, which you won't see now because here in the room they'll just look like some regular side dots. But yeah. when you turn the lights off, or when you play. On big stages with a crazy light design, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a, a wild show, which we, you know, we carry production and the LD is usually going crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, there'll be entire moments where stage is blacked out, where, you know, I have to start a song and I might be like looking for, well, you know, and it's really nice to have mm-hmm. that reference point. And they look great. Um, these ones are, you know, the, I think they call them the modern blue or super blue Lumen Lays. So. Cool. Yeah, they're just like really bright, draws your eye to it, and this is enough light to charge them. If you were to turn the lights off in the studio, they'd be
1: glowing. So that's awesome. Yeah, they're that's really so cool. sick. Yeah. So well, uh, let's hear the guitar. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. So. Um, I'm plugged into a plug and I've never met before. So we just had to whip something up quick here.
1: We didn't know we were gonna do that. I just realized at the last second, I'm like, wait, I do have plugins on this laptop. Yeah. Let's let's listen to that. And I'm
0: opting to not do like the super overdriven, like, you know, tight rhythm thing or high gain lead here because you can take my word for it, it does the thing. Right. Um, so I just loaded up like us, the Friedman and the STL, and I've just put some light compression in front of the amp. So it's pretty much just a crunch, just so you can hear the guitar. It's slightly driven, but what I want to show you is of course, it has a nice big mid range. But if you split it. Oh, wow. So it'll do that thing too, which is really nice. And that's the sound I spend a lot of time on. So um, yeah, that was a kind of a prerequisite. And it does absolutely have a nice... Fat mid-range for when you know if you turn the tube screamer on or do whatever you need to do to drive drive an amp further um but i just wanted to kind of showcase that i think that that's what's really important you know of course it's going to do all the modern rock prog metal type stuff um but the in-between stuff is really important to me you know edge breakup tones to be able to get that from a dual humbucking guitar
1: you, know? and you can tell the people watching can tell but the listeners, that's probably worth noting because that sounded so different. Super different. He didn't do anything. Just to, this. He just, that's all on the guitar.
0: That's right here on the switch, you know? it's <laughs> We're not, again, I'm not, this is nothing new. We're not reinventing the wheel. Um, But I've spent enough time with, you know, guitars and pickups to find what works and what doesn't. And um being able to deliver that sound in a balanced way that doesn't take your head off is yeah. really important. You know, that, that can get pretty gnarly and unruly on you quickly. Yeah. So, you know, again, here's the bridge. In here, it's really balanced. And then if I go here. And the next. Like I said, has that cluck on the front of the neck pickup. But, and here's bridge. And split. And again, you know, I didn't spend much time with this. If, if I could really dial it in, uh, actually I would employ that you guys tune into the feed and watch the gear fest feed. Cause I've got my, I got my rig with me and okay, I've got sweet. some, sa- I got yeah, some yeah. sounds coming. I wish I could have brought it here for you. Um, we
1: should have planned that out, but it's all good.
0: That's okay. No, yeah. I mean, look, Hey, you know, the average person at home might actually just plug into their interface and try to get some sounds. That's true. And I actually spent a lot of time, you know, working on this stuff between, you know, a, a range of the, you know, neural DSP plugins and things that I'm accustomed to, as well as of course the fractal gear and everything mm-hmm. that we use live, um, as well as amps, you know, the amps in my collection, you know, and that's how we got here. So
1: to be honest, this probably sound, this is probably the best guitar sound that's been on the podcast. Before. Oh,
0: well, I mean, dude, I, this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've we had can... some
1: people like play that, not had them, but they just like had a guitar and they like kind of played while they were talking, you know, like just, you know how the normal show goes. So, mm-hmm. and uh here we're like, oh, no, that, that's going to like sound really nice. It's gonna... <laughs> Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I just, I, I don't even really fully understand what it is that I'm getting sound from, but I just met <laughs> it five minutes ago, but... <laughs> Pretty decent. Yeah. Not bad.
1: Yeah. So, not so,
0: bad. Not bad at all. Um, I'm really satisfied with these. Schechter did a really good job. Uh, we will continue to elevate this. I'm already, you know, I already know what's coming next, but we're here uh, to oh finally. Man. We're here to finally roll these out and they'll be available at the end of August. So. That's
1: super exciting. And, and so are they going to be available at Sweetwater, obviously. Absolutely. But anywhere else?
0: Instructor does direct to consumer.
1: Okay, sweet.
0: So they'll have stuff. Um, but I know that Sweetwater is where that's why we're here. That's so, right.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So cool. So how long did this process take?
0: Um, I think it started with a conversation in February of 2021. Okay. And I had the prototypes in November of the same year.
1: I feel like I feel like I can't remember if you had put your hands on them when we recorded. I know you talked about it. Mm. I can't remember if like it actually had happened. Mm. Or
0: not. Yeah, I think I think they were still an idea yeah. or or they were they, they had been submitted and I was patiently waiting.
1: <laughs> um, How patiently really though?
0: Yeah, not very patient, mm-hmm. but they I will say that Schechter's done an amazing job at sort of hacking the game a bit to get them fast because obviously everyone's up against the same crunches in terms of the supply chain and totally. being able to do things quickly. Um, they made some crafty moves to ha- make these happen fast. Nice. So I, I know the position that they were in and they did some pretty amazing stuff to make this happen so quickly, um, which is you know ultimately great for me and better for everybody else. Of so, course, yeah, yeah. Really, really happy about this. Very proud to to be here at Sweetwater and uh showing these off so
1: yeah so did the um the color is that was that a thing you just like throw a dart at a wall or how did you come up with that
0: um Pantones Mm -hmm. I actually selected official Pantones I I kind of went on the site and spent some time looking for something that had the attitude of what I want I mean I I tend to you know I, I have a preference I think I wear that on my sleeve if you look at most guitars in my collection there's like sort of a theme going on uh, at some point I need to pick a different direction or else everything on the <laughs> rack is going to be some sort of shade of this uh, which is fine though um I like it um and then I actually selected the pantone for the seven to, to be a, a visual companion to this, the, the core guitar. You know, I spend most of my time on the six and I actually love the seven, um, as well. I wish I could have brought one here for you, but it's this really awesome sort of like, we're calling it co- cobalt slate. This is Arctic Jade and we're mm-hmm. calling the other one co- cobalt slate, which is like kind of a blue gunmetal gray kind of thing. It's like a, almost like a like a really complex kind of like pewter periwinkle kind of thing. It looks really good, like in a pair, which means you should own them both. Um, But yeah, that's kind of, I just, I don't know. We chose Pantones. Um, Colin over at Schechter sent me some chits, like little tiny little bodies that were sprayed with the metallic Pantones and they shipped them to me so I could see them visually, see them in the sunlight and everything. And I saw them together and went, Go. Yeah. Do it. Go do it. They look so sick and we can always evolve and make choices going forward and grow it, you know, and that's the idea is to improve each time we do the thing. So definitely starting here.
1: Definitely. And now we're really doing it. Now we're really doing it. So (laughs) it's like,
0: it's, it's microphone inception because it's like, was there a problem? Then the
1: problem got worse and now Now it's it's, better. And now it's better.
0: I can confirm that. I
1: see it. It's better. Yeah. We're professionals. This is good. Yeah. I do this for a living. Did you know that? I did know that. <laughs> I don't do this. I think I do this. I think you do. You do a little of this.
0: You do. A little um. Yeah. I don't do the podcast. No. Do not trust me
1: to run that. So what's kind of funny is I don't do. I actually don't do it like this ever. No, because you just do audio and you use. Well, and I use a remote program. Yeah, of course. But like, I only have to worry about me, and then as long as I can hear the guests, yeah, it, I know they're being recorded. It tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and so and when I'm recording music. I'm usually yeah. just... It's one track at a time, right? So it's like... I can see
0: you're doing the thing. I think so. No, I know you are.
1: <laughs> that's how audio works. That's, when you see it. Audio you, works, you see it.
0: It's not what it sounds like. It's yeah. just about what audio looks like. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry what this sounds like. It's just about
1: what it looks I like. I mean, it does look awesome. It, yeah, that's kind of With, the point. I know I've said that a whole bunch of times. But yeah, it's tasty. Good stuff. hmm So you... uh, I have a thing about the, the reverse headstocks. So, like... Mm. I aesthetically love them. Yeah. But I've never spent any time with them. I feel like I would miss if I wasn't looking at mm. it.
0: It takes a minute to, yeah, figure out. Mm-hmm. And then you got to like reorient yourself as well because... Have hey, you
1: always played reverse headstocks?
0: Uh, no, it's a thing that I just... I've had a few guitars in like my, you know, in, in and out of the collection over the years. Mm-hmm. Out? Um, Wait, you sell guitars? Um, Things come and go. What? If I, listen, if I had, if I had them all... <laughs> we I think it'd be a fire hazard.
1: I don't think so. I, it's not the way I understand it. You I just keep fine. them all? I keep them all. I've only gotten rid of one guitar.
0: I'm afraid of being called a hoarder by my family and my girlfriend.
1: Oh, I got over that a long time ago. I'm uh, okay. fine with it. No respect to you then. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's no, totally I, okay.
0: <laughs> we just had a moment there. He goes, you sell them? <laughs> Sometimes. Just sell I gotta them. Let them go Actually there's things I re- there's things I regret selling and there's things that you should buy from me. Namely, this one. <laughs> uh, not this, not one. this one. Not this
1: one. Not this one. Yeah.
0: No, I think things come and go.
1: Yeah. Things yeah. Go. That's healthy. Uh, you got to let some stuff go. I've, I've let go of one guitar and I regret it. Your whole life? My whole life. Oh. oh you- no, excuse me. I did get rid of another one. I don't feel too bad about that one. Wow. I, re- I let go of one. I, I traded for a bass for my wife because she said she wanted to play bass. That's cute. She didn't want to play bass as it turns out and what
0: did you let go in place of the thing
1: so i let go of this really weird four pickup like japanese short scale guitar that sounds fine it was so cool oh yeah. yeah you like weird stuff i like weird stuff i was the pickups were microphonic and i was like, screaming into them and oh stuff. yeah see yeah. for me i'm like that's the one i'm letting go. <laughs> <laughs> but it played great no
0: that's sick it, it had a great short scale guitars are like game genie
1: Yeah, it was. (laughs) They're like,
0: they're like, like
1: that. Yeah, I did. That's great. (laughs) Yeah,
0: um, it's it's hacking hacking into the mainframe with that. That's right. Mm -hmm. Guitars.
1: Yeah, it was it was fun. And I and I just I I should have. The reason I regret it is because I only got like two hundred bucks for it. And how much was the bass? The bass was like three something. So this
0: is not a, this is not the crypto podcast you thought you were tuning into. <laughs> this is not how you manage your
1: money. Friends. <laughs> no. And so like, was, I was trying to be responsible. I was like, well, you, you have to let some go. Right. Uh, and then I did. And now it's gone. Yeah. The other one I did get rid of was, and I still don't regret it. Honestly. I'm this. Is the only one I don't regret is, uh, I traded a Rickenbacker for a early seventies, original orange 212 cab that was like in mint condition.
0: I'm fine with that. Yeah. But the the world, the reality that, that exists where you are more sad about the weird four pickup microphonic short scale <laughs> guitar and you're okay to let the Ricky go is super confusing in my brain. But
1: <laughs> I'd kill for a cool Ricky. It was, it, that's the thing. It was cool. It was aesthetically beautiful. I want a baritone Ricky. I wish it was a baritone. Yeah, uh, they do that, right? I don't know, but they yeah, should. I've seen them.
0: Do they? There's an older one. Yeah, I used to work with a guy. I used, I used to work in retail. I did, mm-hmm. did it at a music store in Toronto for a number of years, and I do recall um, one of the homies at the front counter having a. He was in like a, and like a post rock, like a do me kind mm-hmm. of shoegazy type situation, and I remember him having a baritone rig. Oh, that like, sounds Dude, awesome. That
1: thing is sick. Yeah, I probably would have kept it if it was a baritone. Give me that. I I liked it. It was a three sixty. Uh, I got it when the worst store in Portland was closing and uh, they they were the only Rickenbacker dealer. And so Rickenbacker dealers don't even uh, have Rickenbackers. I just almost regretted talking <laughs> smack about Rickenbacker here, but you
0: know, if you walk into a store and you're like, let me get a Ricky, they're like, cool, I'll see you in two years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm only saying that because I used to work retail and Ricky, you know, this, so you know, this. it's true. You know, Fix it's true. This. Get just make <laughs> guitars for people. That's all we ask. Why is the club so exclusive? That's I'll all. buy one now.
1: Right. I'll take money out I'm of that my Sweetwater. wallet.
0: Yeah. I'll text Josie right now, and yeah. <laughs> I'll say, "Let me get a Ricky," and he'll just tell me I can't have one. I'll text one. him right now, Josie. Josie, let me get a Ricky. We're, we're going to both going to text Josie right now. No, if you text, text, text Josie and tell him we're live on the podcast. We both want to order a Rick and Bocker, and let's see what his response is. Hey,
1: Aaron, <laughs> this is really and ethnic. I are live on, on the podcast. And we want to order two Rick and Bokkers. and then just put ETA question mark. Yeah, Bockers, ETA. <laughs> I can't wait to. I cannot wait <laughs> yeah. to hear what he says. Yeah, there we go. There it is, folks. I, I really did, I really did send that. To Josie's Josie. gonna love that. Josie Franco, at Sweetwater. Hit us. That's,
0: that's the guy. Mm-hmm. You know how many times Josie saved my life on tour? How many times? And every time everything breaks. Oh. And, and luckily I don't have to be the one that bothers Josie on tour it'll be like my guitar tech John or my front of house engineer Chase will just mm-hmm. be like I see the email come through I'm CC'd because the card you know I got the card info <laughs> but it's like Josie everything's broken and it's like nice you'll see it tomorrow you're like oh and it's always tomorrow mm-hmm. so shout out to Sweetwater yeah. and shout out to Josie Franco absolutely so sick we'll yeah. see if we can get a Ricky I, I'm you know. <laughs> Can't wait for that
1: text, guy. Hey, Aaron and I are live on the podcast, and we want to order two Rickenbackers. ETA. He
0: th- he knows this is a bit. He does. There's,
1: he does. He's probably
0: looking right now. <laughs> Super good.
1: And then when he when he texts back, I'll be like, oh, except I need a baritone.
0: Yeah, it has to be a baritone. Mm-hmm. It has to be a baritone twelve string.
1: Baritone twelve string, uh, th- three
0: pickup stereo output mm-hmm. with the two jacks.
1: Yes, because one is not enough. Yes, that's what that 360. I had it. It was a it was a stereo. Album. Yeah, yeah, I know thinking too yeah. about a Ricky. Yeah. I would
0: never owned one before, but I know about him. Actually, my guitar tech at home uh, and uh, overall guru and confidant, Rod Rob Capoletto mm-hmm. in Toronto, amazing guitar player. He uh, recently acquired a Ricky, which is very unlike him, and he's been really enjoying it. And he's been gigging with a stereo pair of Vox AC15s and a Rickenbacker. Yeah, sick rig. That's nice. sounds amazing.
1: You know. When I had my Rickenbacker, I wish I, I did not know about the Baritone. Now this I'm podcast
0: gonna, is brought to you by Rick and by the way. Sorry,
1: Schechter. <laughs> Schechter. That's your next signature. It's like yeah. a Rickenbacker, Baritone. The Schecktenbacher. The Schecktenbacher. Well, that'd be sick. Maybe yeah. like a hybrid. Woo! I, be, Rick Dan uh, Schechter. Uh-huh. Bar- just matter. No, okay. Uh, we can't maybe <laughs> cancel. Um, sorry. Twitter. Twitter's gonna get you. Oh, boy. No, that's what I'm here for. Yes, of course. Good stuff. But I always had it tuned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Always tuned down, and I always played it with lots of game, lots of fuzz. That was, I was like, I thought I was going to do, like, Beatles stuff. I was going to say that's the assignment, but
0: then the Beatles exist. (laughs) That's literally the thought I was just had. (laughs) We're very much on a wavelength today. Yes. Good, I like this.
1: Yeah, yeah. the Beatles, That's why, and that's why I got it. I was like, it's the Beatles guitar. No, they're
0: cool, man. I have room in my collection for a Ricky. Yeah. That's why I sold the other stuff. You
1: see? Oh. What'd you sell? What's the most recent thing you sold? Um, what is the most recent guitar that I would have sold?
0: Um, you know what? I bought a, an American ultra, yeah. like a Fender on a lark at the top of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Just cause I was like, I just want to see if I'm vibing again. I found one that I liked, but not enough to keep it. Mm-hmm. And I love me a good Fender. Yes. There is room in the collection for some nice Fenders. Of course. There's always room for a Fender. Yeah. Like a classic one, like other, you know, like a, a legit vintage or a custom shop. I mean, that's just a staple. Yeah. But, um, no, I let, I let him, I'll let that one go anyway.
1: You're more of a Strat guy or you like other Fenders? Well, at or...
0: heart, I love an HSS Strat. That's, yeah. That's, that's well, actually my, and, and I got a nice one coming from the Schechter USA. Custom ooh. Shop, a traditional, really nice. Um. Daphne blue with a tortoise. guard. Oh, I
1: love Daphne blue.
0: Yeah, with the tort guard though. Yeah, and uh, and uh, like a aged chrome humbucker or aged nickel humbucker mm-hmm. and two cream singles. Uh, you can yeah. picture it. It's like yeah. your grandma's couch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. I like the sound. Roasted maple neck. Um, I chickened out on the rosewood board. Oh, um, because I really want to actually be able to play it live, and not that that's a deal breaker. But I'm, I definitely like Ebony. So I asked for a piece of Ebony with some color in it. So okay. it has the same aesthetic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I asked for lumen lay on it. And uh, they actually just did a run of them. And that was it's sort of the uh, reference point for that guitar. I, I saw one and I, I hit my rap and I was just like, oh, I need that. That's yeah. so nice. But yeah, solid saddles, aged hardware though, mm-hmm. and no vintage tuners, a robust modern style tuner. Mm-hmm. So like some modern appointments. That's actually where my head's at lately. Like I love a modern guitar. Don't get me wrong. But Vintage aesthetic with modern appointments. Yeah. So the things that you can't necessarily see, it's the things you touch are modern. Mm-hmm. Everything else looks vintage. God, something about that gets me fired up. So yeah, yeah Lumen Lay with the Daphne Blue Torque Guard, Cream Singles, aged hardware overall, Jack on the side.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this thing in the front, what is that? <laughs> Old school stuff. Boomer, <laughs> boomer level output jack. It. And it's an output jack, by the way, it's not an input jack. You're right. It's an output jack. It's an output jack. Everyone needs to calm down on the input jack. Who's who's sending signal into the guitar? That's a I see it all the time. It grinds my gears. I it's think like that the trem vibe, yeah, vibrato tremolo uh-huh. how they're backwards. Right. You know, it's it, an output jack. Let's just set the record straight.
1: It is an output jack, and I'm still probably going to call it an input, an input jack. jack. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cuz I'm inputting this I'm Put the, the cable, but the signal goes I, out. I know the signal goes out. The signal goes I out. I never thought about it, to be honest.
0: But you're it's out. an input jack on your amp. It is. It's an output jack on your guitar. Signal only moves in one direction. Time is linear.
1: Time is a social construct that I don't adhere so to. So is signal. <laughs> <laughs> no signal is math.
0: Signal path. <laughs> nah, signal. No nah, signal. Signal path, like signal order, like like chain order, pedal flow. Yeah. Is completely canceled. That just goes, you could just go in any, it's oh, like,
1: reverb into distortion all day for me.
0: See, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, reverb, reverb pre-fuzz. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. bold. It's not my vibe. Um, I'm more, it's because you're very
1: precise. No, I'm, and at I'm the very fr- sloppy. I'm at the front so. of the chain spinning
0: my wheels <laughs> on whether or not overdrive comes before <laughs> or after compression. I'm still, I'm oh. still on
1: that side of the chain. I, yeah, see, because I play with so much dirt, or I put reverb in front of my dirt sometimes. That's wild. I don't really need a compression. Yeah. That's just, there's no point. I'm mean, plus, I'm just like, wow, we I need, you know, it's all just a nonsensical mess. I so. need both. And I'm still trying to figure
0: out what makes the most sense. I'm still in, uh, I'm still the comp pre-drive guy. Makes sense. However, I have so many nice boutique drives that I love the way the front end of the pedal feels. Like, I love how the drive feels. And sometimes I am like, oh, the comp should come after that. Because, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it lifts the noise floor. It so does. So I'm always spinning my wheels on that. But I'll still, I'll hypothesize this and lose sleep over it and then still not change it. <laughs> I'll be worried about whether, I'll be worried whether or not overdrive comes before or after compression and then just still run it first. Comp first.
1: I uh this got really nerdy this, this is what you tuned this in is for. this is why you're here yeah this is why you're all here trust me nice the first uh, you know the first 10 12 minutes is okay couple, no no yeah. let me get
0: in the um I have two questions okay D- um but uh, but I already know that the answers are out the window with you because you'll do you'll do reverb into fuzz so you have no morals I, I nice um <laughs> yeah uh delay pre-reverb or reverb pre-delay yes. Oh, nice. Good uh-huh. answer. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Yeah.
1: Um, what I do, so like a common signal path for me when I'm doing my own music is like I, I don't think of it in in and out terms necessarily. Yeah. So I, I make a stereo delay usually. Sometimes stereo reverb. But usually stereo delay. Last? The center. It's the heart <laughs> is what I call it. I'm stressed out. Yeah. So so I got a <laughs> stereo delay and that's the center. Okay. And so usually there'll be like a kind of a more traditional dirt chain, something like overdrive distortion fuzz, you know. Yeah. In, before yeah. the yeah. before that. Yeah, yeah. Usually. Uh, a high gain distortion oftentimes is all I really am running right there. Cool. Or, <clears throat> but preferably something that, that does work well dynamically. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it could be a, or it could be a really high gain overdrive, you know, that works too. Mm-hmm. And so I'll run into the delay pedal and out from the delay is where it gets that's where it gets wild
0: and each side's doing different things. Yep.
1: Wow. Yep. So one side maybe let's see like one side maybe into another distortion and a reverb and modulation. The other side then the other side could be going into something like the hologram microcosm <sighs> and then, you know, and then, you know, yeah. a reverb. I do know oftentimes. about
0: that, dude. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite pedals in the last five years. Oh,
1: easily, it's one of my favorite pedals. That
0: and the and the the preamp Mark II. Mm, yes, those are like the two like gotta have them. That and um, uh, Yuna, Yuna, you
1: like the Yuna? I haven't played with one. It's yet
0: The least gratifying pedal you'll use because it does <laughs> like to anyone who doesn't know what they're listening for. They're like, what? Mm-hmm. You, you they, that's how much? Um, but yeah, shout out to Twenty Nine Pedals. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Yuna is a must in the amp rack now I won't plug into anything that doesn't have that at the front and I got WAMP too oh you did yeah Mm -hmm. and it's uh, that one I find to be that could be optional yeah Um, but I really like what's going on with those at the front and back of the chain okay two more questions Um, cold overdrive first in your in your series of dirts, does By the Either
1: way, I like this term. I've never heard it referred to as. You referred to your pickup as not cold, but I knew what you meant. Says, Shit's hot. Is, is it cold? <laughs> it gets cold. Colder yeah. overdrive first or last? Uh, first usually. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I got so I got into pedal stacking. Yeah. During the pandemic, like a lot of rabbit holes.
1: It's a good thing to get into.
0: And then you learn that the the cold one comes last. Sometimes for head for headroom. Uh, it's mid bump and a lift at the end. So, you can, if you if you're too hot first, there's nowhere to go.
1: So I like it. I like the cold one first because it usually the lower gain overdrives that I play like a uh, Mad Professor uh, Sweet Honey or a Greer Lightspeed. I knew the Lightspeed was coming. Yeah, yeah. I need to get one. Oh, they're tremendous. Cool, right? Yep. Uh, Those just are so interactive and great. Yeah. You want it first. You want it first. You want to play with it. Yeah. You want to you want to mess with your volume and okay. and see what it does, and that's why I like those. First.
0: Okay, modulation pre or post dirt. Yes. Oh, nice.
1: Uh huh. So the thing that introduced me it's to that spin. was the Keeley Loomer. So Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, because you can change the order. On you the can change thing. the order, and I was like, oh, I wonder. I what have that the like. the the
0: the prism, the dark side mm-hmm. or whatever. Dark side, yeah. Yeah, and that one lets you do it.
1: Yeah, that's a cool pedal. And so that was my first introduction to putting reverb before dirt too. Mm-hmm. I did that. Was like. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I was like, I am on a different planet now. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't spend as much time with that stuff in front. So that's why I, I hypothesize these things. But i um, pretty, I'm pretty, it's st- still pretty traditional with the, what's going on in front of the amp. Um, but I've definitely been on some like post, post amp is like um, at least 15 to 20% stereo chorus. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Normalize chorus being cool again, by the way. Can I we? have.
1: I have. Yeah, okay, good. Because
0: yeah, it is. It is. And it's fine to put on dirt. Maybe, maybe a little kitschy in the front, like before the amp, if you, if you don't dial it right. But like after the amp also can be a little too much, I think. But like 15, 20% just gives you that thing. And if I can get close to any like, semblance of that Van Halen mm-hmm. width. <laughs> and I'll do it to one of two ways, just like static pitch detune. Like yeah. if I'm in the fractal, I'll do like 15% blend on the pitch block where the left, it's like, you know, you have your signal up the middle and then the one voice is pan left, pan right on the other side and then you go like minus eight plus eight. Yep, Just like a little bit mm-hmm. is cool. And then I'll do stereo chorus with like a slow rate, but just like 20%. And yeah. That's pre-delay, pre-reverb. However, I've been told it should go delay
1: chorus reverb, which is fun. That yeah, is fun. so um, these are the things that keep me awake. These are the things we talk about. You know, these are the things we
0: we dream about. Yeah, that's weird, mm-hmm. but it's a thing. So this is yeah, this is productive. Hopefully, we're you know, hopefully we're speaking right yeah. to the to the soul for some of the people <laughs> out there, because for sure I do spend time on on things like this. So, mm-hmm.
1: so I know we both have the uh, big year Albie. Speaking of oh yeah, Albie chorus, rocks. Yeah.
0: Albie's cool. It's it's interesting. Like, I, I like minimal things that do the thinking for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm going to, you know, like, uh, I love, you know, like, the Walrus Julia. But if I can just grab the Dimension C, I'm going for that because it does all the... Push the, the button. Yeah, you push the button. Mm-hmm. Now, if I want the blend thing, I'm out to lunch on the blend. But if I want, you know, control, I'll reach for a different pedal. Albie does the thinking for you. Yes. In fact... You're not even allowed to think about what's happening. You're not even allowed
1: to know exactly what That's it is. what I mean. It's just combinations <laughs>
0: of things. Yeah. Um, Grant makes cool stuff. Eh? Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um
1: really enjoy that pedal. I'm partial partial to the slice of pie. Ah. So you you got to do a commercial. Now I gotta do a commercial. You gotta ah. check out the slice of pie. There you get go. Your, get yourself some fuzz and then put your reverb in front of it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's not my thing, but that's kind of that, like, My Bloody Valentine sort of sound, right? That, like, exploding reverb thing, like... Yeah. Kind of, yeah, you're, yeah, that's your thing, yeah. Speaking cool.
1: of exploding reverb, we're both late.
0: Oh, yeah, by... <laughs> <laughs> nice segue, by how much?
1: Uh, six Four minutes.
0: Oh, no, I'm chill. They told me that it's not a huge rush for
1: me, but you're late. I'm late, but it's also not a huge rush for me. It's been a really relaxed uh, gear fest. Yeah, I like this. I like this whole vibe. I really do. Yeah, it's been good. Hopefully this was productive for people then. I think so. I I think uh I think we did pretty good. I wanna do a little bit longer, but totally your call. Let's give them another five. Let's do sure. another, let's give them another five. I'm minutes. hanging. So on that note, yep. On that note, on your travels. Yep. This is one thing that we haven't really talked about, I don't think. We may have touched on it on your Patreon episode, but I don't remember. Mm. So uh we're gonna t- touch on it now. Sure. What do you think about aliens? Oh, they're real. Yeah, you, yeah, you seen them? Uh, I don't know that I've seen them.
0: Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe more paranormal. All right,
1: okay. Situations. Maybe we will do more than five minutes. What's, yeah. uh Tell me, what's your paranormal experience? I got to hear this. Got a couple. I'm ready. Um, I am buckled in. Ha <laughs> ha. Um,
0: I'll start with a Portland.
1: What? Paranormal. Okay.
0: Bossa Nova Ballroom.
1: I've heard of the place, but I've never oh, been. Oh, you've there. never
0: been? I've never been. Yeah, it's pretty common for for shows in the, I mean, what is it? It's a like 500 or 600 cap? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Done a few times. Did it with the Contortionist. Also did it on my Shape of Color headliner with Plenty and stuff. Um... Portland needs to figure out how to not divide the room down the middle though for all ages drinking. Like you have like the kids are over here and then there's a barricade that splits the room down the middle. I and hate that... that. Yeah, that's a, a uniquely Oregon situation. Is it really? Yeah, I've never seen it done like that. I see X's on the hands or some people can drink, other people can't. They literally part the room. I didn't know that so was one section Oregon has thing. no access to the bar. Kind well, of nanny states that. And I'm from Canada. Uh, <laughs> we got crazy <laughs> rules. Anyway, um, Anyway, that t- took a turn fast. So we're talking about paranormal Canadian government. Anyway, um, no, so um, okay, I, I didn't have a like a a personal experience there, but I was being told by the dude at the Bossa Nova that he just like has a relationship with an entity mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that in that space, and it's very much a haunted space. Go to a show at the Bossa Nova just to check it out.
1: I might just try to hit him up see if I can go in there with camera and ghost detecting oh, equipment. Yeah. Maybe the same guys working there.
0: I don't even know. I don't have
1: any ghost detecting equipment. But um, I'll find some. That's so water
0: I just wanted to yeah, so it's not a personal experience on that one, but I do have something like in my mind that makes me think bossa ball were in Portland. So I figured mm-hmm. I should have anyway. Yeah. Um no actual paranormal experience. Um my first time at the Rave in Milwaukee, the Eagles Club, which is like a really big old building where it's like a multi-tiered venue. It's directly across the road from the Ambassador Hotel. Okay. The famous Jeffrey Dahmer oh, Ambassador Hotel. Yeah. Super, right. super dark history there. Crazy. Played there a number of times. Um. But my first time there was with... Uh, it's like one of the of early intervals US runs and it was with Misery Signals and the Color Morale. Really strange tour, but very fun. Um, and we got a tour of the, uh, uh, there's like an underground swimming pool. Okay. Empty swimming pool with oh, like a creepy. crazy boiler room and a chair you're not supposed to touch. And what? Whack stuff A down chair there. you're not supposed to touch. Yeah, if you go in the boiler room, like they just tell you don't fucking touch anything. Don't. Don't touch the chair in the middle of the room. Like, oh, is I was there a told, chair in the middle of the room. I don't know. And there's all kinds of weird stuff. Like, the swimming pool is empty. A lot of, if you look it up, you'll see like band promos in this place. Like, people, everyone goes in there. But uh, we were told we weren't supposed to. Okay. And, but uh, somebody did. They took us down there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I kind of got this idea on stage to like tempt you know, whatever's You called ruined. it out. I did call it out. And I had the, actually had the crowd say, one two three ghosts. And then we lost power to the stage. Whoa. And I didn't believe, it has to be a coincidence.
1: Or so, did, I, would, I would immediately be like, oh, they're messing with me.
0: So that's 2013. Yeah. yeah. 2016 at Mr. Smalls, just outside Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. on tour with animals. It's like in an old converted church. Mm-hmm. So I did the same rendition. Lost power.
1: Whoa. So This is not any of your guys messing with you.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't even have like a full tilt crew huh? Uh, at that point to do it. I had a front of house engineer, but how would my wireless just die?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. That's... Everything just. So, you gonna are you going to call the ghosts out again? Are you Are just going to? Because it pick, could get
0: worse. I'll pick a moment. Yeah. I'll pick a moment somewhere. But yeah, I've done that twice now and both resulted in me losing signal and ultimately
1: power. You know, so. Mm-hmm. I'm not messing with the ghosts. You know?
0: Um, Other paranormal things. I mean, I certainly believe it's, it's possible. That doesn't sound too coincidental to have the same, uh, the same result twice. Right. Off the same gag. They just don't find me funny, I
1: guess. Like, you know, (laughs) kill his power. Get him out of here. You know? Yeah.
0: At the very first interval of the show, I had the crowd chant, one, two, three, fuck Logic. <laughs> because my, it was pre, it was pre, uh, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with Logic. It was just, I had like my old personal laptop and it had a spinning <laughs> disk drive in it. A sub, My own sub drop took the laptop out just from like rat rumbling <laughs> right. the disk drive. Yeah. And then while we were like waiting for it to come back online, I had the crowd chant that, so... I have, a, I have a bad uh, track record of having... instigating the crowd and then it leading to things, but... You gotta learn your lesson. No, that was the first time, and then I, yeah, twice now with the ghosts. But anyway, yeah, paranormal, yes. Um, Extraterrestrial, I certainly believe it.
1: I don't know that I've seen anything. Do you believe that they were being visited, though? Um, I certainly believe that there's intelligent life elsewhere. It seems actually stupid. I believe that. But, yeah. I don't know about this, like...
0: I think it's more likely that the stuff people are seeing is the stuff that like highly advanced military entities aren't telling us I, about. I I agree. I think it's yeah. our own stuff. I think so too. I don't think it's actually you know what I mean? I feel like yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, that's a cliche thing that I've said a million times and I'm not the first person to have thought this, but it's like yeah, the the Blackbird was revealed in like the what, the late 80s or something. Yeah. Like that was around for a while. Yeah. Like, that. They, they didn't just show everybody the moment it was. No, that made. tech has to be. Yeah,
0: we're already ahead on some stuff. It's just things are getting, you know, clocked by cameras and cell phones. And
1: I feel like, especially like the stuff that, yeah, the, the Tom DeLong revelations uh, that have came out recently, I feel like that stuff is, uh, this is getting a little bit of tinfoil hatty, but like, that feels like they're preparing us, you know? Ooh, interesting take. You know what I mean? Like it's just enough. Tom, Tom got chosen to be the guy, eh? Well, I don't know about that, but the people that he because he had like for yeah. some reason he had that insider info. I'm following along, I yeah. know what's going on with that. Yeah. And and I think that the that the government is feeding us to us slowly until we we can accept whatever the new tech is. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's I also think that stuff we would, is so
1: crazy, right? I,
0: here's a, here's my take on that. I think we're ready to accept it, and in fact, now's the moment to use it as the ultimate distraction from the stuff that's actually going on that <laughs> should concern you. Do, do,
1: do, do, oh, you think do, gas do, do, prices do, 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 do. are high? Look at this thing. Yep. It <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay. don't even run on gas.
1: Yeah, doesn't use gasoline at all. Doesn't even use fossil fuels. See, that's
0: pay attention. Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. you want You you want to go? Ooh, shiny. Just start teaching us about things that don't even run on gas. Yep. Anti gravity machines. We'll stop. We'll stop moaning about paying at the pump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think you might be onto something.
0: I think so. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, uh, I have some, I have some theories and some hypotheses, but yeah, um, I don't know that I spend a lot of time on the extraterrestrial stuff or the paranormal. I just believe that there is no way they're both not possible. Right. I think there are there's I think there's rhyme and reason for all of it. I think the universe is is really interesting. I was just in the um you the the I think they call it the gear exchange here, the used department in the retail. Thing. Okay, yeah. And there's three of the same base. Hmm. And the guy there yesterday was like, Here's how I know we're living in a simulation. Those three bases are all identical and they all came in one day apart from each other on trades. What? there's three bases that are all identical and they came in from different people, but the same base came in three days in a row. I don't... And he's like, here's how I know we're living uh, in a simulation. Look I, at this.
1: I... I uh,
0: Carbon copy. I'm like, I'm, you know, whether uh, that's actually it or uh, not... That sounds like just, a glitch,
1: right? It's a it's glitch.
0: A, yeah, that or it's just like... um you know, round, the round robin effect is just not so perfect. It just served up the same parameter three <laughs> times in a row, right? It's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, you just heard me play guitar through a laptop, so. That's true. You and know, it sounded like, like a guitar. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's still here. You know, how is that possible?
1: How is that possible?
0: It's both extraterrestrial and paranormal. Well, that's wild. That's good stuff. We,
1: we'll hang it up there, I think. I think that's a great
0: place to hang it up. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm starving, so let's do that. All right. And you got something to do. I got to think... go
1: hang out at ESP, see what they got. Oh, nice. Yeah. They had cool. some sweet-looking guitars there, so.
0: I'm going to go show Marshall my badge and uh, and either try to convince a rep that I'm family or because
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a fun bit
0: <laughs> or uh, just see if that's the icebreaker. On a JC like, Oh yeah,
1: I remember when Grandpa James came up with this, you know. <laughs> oh, I miss him.
0: <laughs>
1: I wish people asked me. You gotta get, a single, get a single tier. Single tier. Single tier. Tattooed. Yeah. Oh.
0: I look like I look like I'm a, like I'm up to no good. Anyway, <laughs> we're off the rails.
1: We never were on it, to be no, honest. That's right. Yep. Thanks for watching. Dude, so good. Thanks for coming by. For sure, bro. Yep. Thank you. Good stuff. For Aaron, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good tones. See ya. All right. There you have it. There you have it. Please, 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 please. Go check out Aaron's music. Go check out Intervals. You're going to be glad you did. You you love guitars. That's probably why you clicked on this podcast in the first place. If you don't like Intervals, I'll eat my hat. No, I won't. I actually won't eat my hat. I love my hat, and I will not eat it. But you should go listen to Intervals anyway. Because if you don't, you're a dingus. There, I said it. I said it out loud. I definitely did. And guess what? If you're hearing this on the main podcast feed, you're hearing it late. The patrons already heard this episode. So if you would like to get extra bonus content, you gotta go to Patreon, baby. You gotta go there. It's just five bucks a month, and you can get extra episodes beamed straight to your ears every week. Yeah, you thought I was going to say month right there, didn't you? No, every week you're going to get a bunch of bonus content, and there is so much bonus content back there. Some of the best episodes are back behind that paywall, and I hate to do it, but that's the only way I keep the lights on. Quite literally, the patrons pay the light bill; they keep the electricity flowing into the shred shed. That's the only way I get to do this. So, if you can help. I would really appreciate that. And if you can't, I also understand that. Please send this to a friend, tell somebody about it, talk to your mom about it. Every download helps. Please tell everybody that you can. I, you know what? Here's a little story. I had a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine. His name's Eddie. And he recently kind of like forced me to listen to a podcast. And, uh, I wasn't like, you know, tied down and waterboarded into it or anything. But he was like, you gotta listen to this. And he pulled up some some clips. And you know what? Now that's one of my favorite podcasts. So shout out Eddie. Shout out Dudezy. And uh, shout out uh, anyone who has done that to their fellow friends. So please, 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 share this with somebody. And uh, if you would like to get involved in more Tone Mobbery, we have the Discord. We have the Facebook group, and we have the text chat. The text chat's the most fun for me. So look in the show notes for that. You can find that phone number. You can text me directly and it is still literally me. Only me. Nobody else is involved in that. And I can't tell you how much fun that is for me. So anyway, I'm rambling. I'm very, very tired. I am up too late yet again, but hey, here we are. All right. Talk to you on the internet. Bye-bye.